Welcome to the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Get ready to hear from best-selling healthcare author Dr. Josh Luke as he facilitates a discussion on healthy weight loss and living healthy. And now here's your host, Dr. Josh Luke. Hey folks, joining me today on the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast is a longtime friend and tech influencer in the medical space, med tech influencer, Evan Kerstell. How you doing, Evan? It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute living the dream. I'm here in Boston, so we're getting hunkered down for winter, but otherwise doing great. Thank you. We got both ends of the coast covered. Uh, you can follow Evan on Twitter at Evan Kirstel, K-I-R-S-T-E-L, and it's E-V-A-N-K-I-R-S-T-E-L. He's also very active on LinkedIn, does a lot of live stuff. If you want to know what's new, cool, and hip, and working in health tech and med tech, he's the guy. Give him a follow. A lot of fun as well. And uh, when I reached out to him to reacquaint a few weeks ago, I learned that, like myself, he's been on a weight loss journey with the uh, injection. So we're going to learn a little bit about that and a little bit about what you can expect in the med tech space in 2024 if you're taking part in the the injection weight loss revolution because uh, 2023 was kind of the, the year that it became available to the mass market, but 2024 is the year that I think the mass market is going to accept it on a mass level instead of kind of first-to-market folks like Evan and I. But Evan was actually... Um, first to market because he started taking the injections for medical reasons. So I don't want to violate any HIPAA laws on my show. So I'm going to let you do the talking, but go for it. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, great to be here. It's always uh, so fun to chat with you. And and yeah, I, I started taking Ozempic because I'm a diabetes uh, uh, patient. And this was the the big new thing that was recommended by my doctor and uh, it's been phenomenal. I lost about 5% of my weight. And in the process, my A1C is back to normal levels. So I'm feeling, you know, I, I, I was managing well before, but it's definitely for, you, you know, a game changer for me personally. And uh, I think for the world, for the country, I mean, it's it's going to be pretty epic. I had the luxury of having it covered by my healthcare so the very expensive prescription was pretty much a no out of pocket, which which was great. Right. And um, you know, it's it's been a it's been interesting. No no real side effects. Some minor stuff. I think men probably have an easier time than women. I'm 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 thinking anecdotally uh, on some of the side effects. But uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. It's only been about nine months. But uh, I, I you know for health and. Uh, other reasons I don't, I don't see why i would want to come off it that's great and you answered my next question about when your journey started so first quarter 2023 and uh, one of our prior guests from the cleveland clinic she's a today show contributor as well kirsten kirkpatrick dietitian uh was the first to kind of share with me that she is recommending that this become a long-term fix and and that's because the studies continue to come out and they're really not finding anything that suggests there's any reason to get off of it. And, and when you do get off it, it's a battle. And we're going to continue to chronicle those battles and how people are overcoming them. But um, so are you, in fact, on the brand name drug Ozempic or did they convert you over to a different semaglutide? Do you know which one you're on? Oh, it, it's the actual uh, Ozempic. And I get it in the mail. It comes in a kind of cold pack and. Uh, they send me a three-month supply, and um, 
you know, I'm not a big fan of needles, and I know a lot of people <laughs> have a fear of needles. This is not a needle. I mean, when I think needle, I think, you know, COVID shot or flu shot. I mean, you know, a good hefty needle. These are tiny little subcutaneous little yeah. pinpricks. So it's really a nothing burger as far as the, you know, use of the, of the medication. I, I don't want to be like a spokesman here for Ozempic. <laughs> I'm just, uh, just my honest uh, impression of, of how easy it is. It would be nice to wear in a pill form. I think some of the farmers are are working on that, yeah. but that's a tricky biological problem i i understand but uh, otherwise yeah it's been it's been fascinating and you know the the, the great part is you know if you're overweight obese it, it, it's hard to really get into fitness and exercise whereas you know you take that 10 20 30 pounds off you can kind of get more mobile and so i've been walking more so it creates yeah. like that virtuous circle of it's great of, of working you know walking working out more and so that's been a godsend as well did you, when you started the injections, did you alter your diet at all? Yeah, I mean, that that's that's a big part. You're less interested in some of those uh, foods. I wouldn't say it's not a panacea. You, you know, you got to work on discipline. And, uh, you know, we, we all uh, overeat uh, during the holidays and stuff. Um, for what it's worth, I don't think it'll have to really allows you to overeat. You get quite yeah. uh, uh, ill if you, if you push it like pre- epic, but um yeah you you, you got to work on food choices so it's part of like a process a learning process so one of my episodes was what we call a case study episode where we just talked to somebody and she shares a lot like you are some of the challenges and the, and the things that were easier for her. and she made the reference that she'd always been a member of the clean plate club and for years she'd been mm -hmm. trying to not be a member of the clean plate club and ozempic kind of just flipped a switch, particularly at dinner for me, where after three or four bites, I'm just staring at it sometimes. And I'm finally, after four months now, getting to the point where I'm not taking as much food or ordering as much food. Um, so yeah, I think we talk a lot about altering your diet and you definitely need to be conscious of it when you start, but it impacts everybody differently. So as you get a few months in, step back and assess, like for me, I get really full at dinner. Um, but I do like to enjoy a casual cocktail or two at night. And I really haven't curtailed that at all. Have you, have you curtailed your alcohol consumption at all since you've been on the shots? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big drinker, so that hasn't been much of an issue, but it is like, it takes that edge off of, okay, I'm going to go to the Cheesecake Factory and not have cheesecake, you know, <laughs> or I'm not going to get like an ice cream uh, at McDonald's, you know, whatever that uh, extra, uh, yeah. self-indulgence is and i think the data is showing it it actually curbs all kinds of cravings it, it might help with alcoholism with alcoholics yeah. and controlling it might it, it just takes that uh that uh hormonal rush you get from that maybe that extra drink that extra piece of cake or whatever away so yeah. i'd love to hear more about the uh physiological psychological effects of this drug it's yeah, and it's coming out it's definitely helping with mental health it's helping mm reduce stroke, you know, in a, in a weird way, and let's shift into kind of a business mode since so many of both of our followers uh, of, uh, are uh, in the, the health space and the tech space. Um, I want to kind of ask one question that leads us to tech, but first, interestingly enough, it's almost as if Ozempic was first to market, but, um, but last to actual market because they were not approved strictly for weight loss. And here comes Majaro, Wagovi, mm -hmm. or the generic semaglutide, almost get a huge head start 
on the weight loss because they're not having to jump through these hoops of, well, it's not approved for weight loss yet. So it's been interesting to watch. Have you kind of seen that evolve? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I understand it. Supply chain is really constrained mm-hmm. even for diabetics. You know, it's, it's, uh, there are challenges I've, I've heard. I've had no problems personally, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's more supply and availability at the moment. And of course, price, you know, a thousand bucks without insurance cover. That's a big nut yeah. know, for, for a, a lot of people, most people. So I look forward to more diversity of suppliers and, and also some of the newer drugs, you know, I think uh, Ozempic works on like one pathway in, in the body. I think there are others that work in like two or three is at Monjaro. Yeah. So these things are going to get like more effective and more interesting yeah. over time. Yeah. And, and on the price point real quick, guys, um, right now, I think the, the common price I see out there for the cash pay, which is what I do, is, is about $2.99 a month. Get you your weekly okay. injection. You can do it over... As, as Evan mentioned, he gets it via the mail in a cold pack. You got to throw it right in your fridge, keep it temperature controlled. Um, so the price point's coming down. And I think you're going to see it more commonly near $100 a month. But but just again, guys, doctor first, talk to your doctor. Make sure we're going to do a whole episode on what to look for. Make sure that you're uh, then who you're, who you're ordering it from. But hopefully your doctor or somebody that he or she's recommended uh, is just um, following the rules and doing things the right way um, because it's it's really important. So the other question people ask is, well, look, I, I'm not rich. And so if I'm going to do this and my insurance doesn't cover it, um, I would say, guys, plan on four months, four months. If you and, and I said this to my father, who um, bless his heart, is creeping on 80 and wants to lose mm. 100 pounds, I said, Dad, if I could tell you you could lose 50 pounds for $1,000, would you do it? He's like, yes. And then I'm like, okay, here's how you do it. And he hasn't done it in a couple of months, but I've, I've almost, he came back to me and remembered that saying. So that's kind of uh, kind of how I've approached it with him. So Evan, let's talk med tech and health tech, especially because you've been living the revolution this year. What are you seeing specific to the miracle drugs, the weight loss drugs in the health tech and med tech space? What are you seeing and what do you expect to see in 2024? Yeah, I really watch the uh, wearable side of things a lot. I'm really excited with uh, what Apple is doing uh, uh, with wearables. Obviously, the Apple Watch is pretty ubiquitous. People love it. You can track your uh, activity and and steps, and uh, they're adding new capabilities all the time to kind of gamify health, and I've really been a fan. Uh, family sharing of of health stats, et cetera, and they're only going to double down. They, They are tripling down on the future, you're going to probably going to see ne- this time uh, next year, non-invasive uh, glucose uh, monitoring in the Apple Watch, um, which will be huge for athletes, for diabetics, for really everyone who needs to keep an eye on their glucose. It's a hugely important number, really hard to do unless you unless you have a you know device or uh, don't mind injections and sticking needles in your finger. That's yeah. going to be a, a game changer, and they're all evidence is that that Apple's cracked the code on this. So, you know, that's really interesting, and that just all these wearables are now so appealing. I, I have an Aura ring. It, yeah. You really you, you should be looking at your sleep, and and um, if you're not getting enough sleep, and it's hard to know if you are, uh, but if you're not, you get get a sleep study with your doctor. But just day to day using these yeah. rings and watches and 
other form factors uh, that are all going to be health enabled. They're going to integrate with your Apple health data. And increasingly, your providers in the past, you know, the providers didn't know what to do with all this data, right? But yeah. increasingly, the providers and your physicians are going to start taking advantage of this data and making health recommendation and giving you nudges to uh, go in the right direction yeah. and incorporating that into your sort of uh, patient plan. So yeah, that's, that's a, great to see. I'll plug my my last book here called Health Wealth for You where we talk a lot about becoming what I call an EHC, an engaged healthcare consumer. And Evan is really the poster child for that. And it's all everything he just described, which is taking control of your health and aura ring. I finally got one for my wife because she'd wake up in the morning and say, I only slept for an hour and a half. I was up all night. Mm. I would go, I'll roll my eyes and go, no, no, you were asleep. For like, but, but the older you get, the more you do feel like you're awake when you're actually sleeping. So we need to know what kind of sleep we're getting, how much sleep we're getting. Our Today Show expert that we had on here said that that was one of her five tips to keep the weight off, to make sure you have a consistent mm. good sleep pattern. And so I really appreciate you sharing um, how you're applying all of these technologies available to us in your life. And I do think I use the Lose It app as well to track calories, mm. and carbs and everything. And I don't use it as religiously as I once did because I'm trained now where if I do it early in the day, I kind of know what's going the rest of the day. But I imagine we're going to start to see options on those apps. I know Apple has a food tracker and a step tracker and everything too. I imagine we're going to start to see uh, enter the day you had the injection here, what what uh, uh, dose you got, things like that. So I, I think these injections are really going to become normalized in 2024. Uh, what else do you see in 2024 in regards to the weight loss revolution and health tech? Anything else you see coming that people should look look for as we get into the new year? I'll be going to CES, the big consumer electronics show in Vegas in January. There's always a great expo of what's happening in digital health. And uh, again, I think it's all about the app economy and new devices. Uh, you know, I have the new Meta VR headset that supports augmented reality. And uh, if you want to kind of work out from home or exercise at home or play games that keep you moving, it's a really great platform. You can do it in a big space, small space. You can do stuff sitting down. Uh, there are mental health apps for like relaxation, not to get too shishi, but you know, yeah, uh, sure. uh, and, uh, uh, and hypnosis and meditation and learning. But yeah, you got to find ways to keep active. And it, you know, a cold climate like Boston, you can do a lot of stuff with the headset. Really fun stuff: uh, yeah. mountain climbing in VR and riding a riding a bike and uh, karate. It's just it's a really cool way to immerse yourself and get fit. No one likes fitness classes and tapes uh -huh. and videos. So this is just a fun way to stay active. And you're gonna see Apple's ProVision, not really a health and fitness device, but again, another way to experience um, perhaps uh, telehealth, telemedicine uh -huh. visits or uh, patient education or you know meditation practices, yoga, you know, all kinds of things you can do in these virtual environments at home. So you know, I, think, I think that's a big trend. So, guys, Evan is like a spokesperson for becoming an engaged healthcare consumer and EHC. <laughs> like I said, if you have any interest, you can go check out my book on Amazon. It's called Health Dash Wealth for You, uh, and it's got nine, uh, I think, eleven steps to kind of engage. Uh, Evan takes it a step further and says, "Here's the technology that can help you engage as well. You can do." 
uh, pharmacogenetics. You can learn which medications your body metabolizes best. You can do the same for your gut and gut testing. So you know which foods your body metabolizes best. So Evan, this has been awesome. It went in different directions than I even expected. Let's wrap up by just asking you, what's one of your favorite go-to foods or meals that's 300 calories or less? We just like to have everybody share one of their simple meals they like. Yeah, uh, I, th I think soups are good. Again, not the really rich, creamy soups, but like uh, miso, <laughs> like a Japanese miso soup or hot and sour soup. You know, it's really you'll get a lot of volume and it's really flavorful. And, yeah. you know, a cold winter's day, soup, soups are awesome. So, and they're so easy and there's so many good you know, vegetable soups, things that have a lot of nutritional value. So. Well, and there now you old, see old his school. discipline, folks. That's that's a New Englander saying he eats soup, but not the clam chowder. So I clam I, chowder is the good, the best, but the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean these things are are brutal, but uh, yeah, there are lots of, of good alternatives to clam. And chowder. that's a good tip, folks. If you don't know that, when you order soup, and I did this last Sunday, my wife and I went to a Mexican restaurant to watch a little NFL football, and I asked about the enchilada soup. Very clear: is it clear or is it creamy? Because right. soup's one that can be either, right? Or tortilla soup is what I think it was called tortilla soup. She said, oh, it's the creamy kind. Not for me on this diet because clear is the sign that it's probably going to be uh, better for you, lower calorie, all those things. Evan, this was awesome. Right? You took it in a bunch of different directions. It's always great to see you. I'm going to see if maybe I can connect up with you at CES. I've never been. Uh, I need to go do that for some business reasons and see what else is out there and see what's going on in your world. So thanks again for joining the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Follow Evan Kirstel on Twitter X and on LinkedIn. It's E-V-A-N-K-I-R-S-T-L. Evan Kirstel. Evan, thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for what you do. And thanks everyone for watching, listening. You've been listening to the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Dr. Josh Luke is a PhD, but not a medical doctor. And none of his comments or comments of his guests are intended to be medical advice. Make sure to like, follow, share, and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back soon with a new episode.